SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Red, so we're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart, Pianapolis is going to join us in about 10 minutes' time. We'll get into some basketball uh, talk. Um, Evan Fournier, and I know there's more videos coming out, but we'll play this when Pete uh, joins us. I'll give you a little um, little tour, Cam, of Evan Fournier's uh, hotel room and uh, NBA bubble uh, life. Nice. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> NBA, the NBA bubble uh, life. We'll talk about the basketball tournament uh, as well with Pete Annapolis. Pete's really enjoying it uh, as well. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Pete's a, a hardcore He's basketball uh, junkie and was a former exactly. assistant coach uh, with the UMass uh, Minutemen. Uh, so, you know, Pete, Pete's all over this. That's why I figured Pete would be a good guy to talk about this tournament uh, with Always Love Talking Ball uh, with Pete uh, Annapolis. So we got this workday charity uh, open that uh, continues. Canadian contingent uh, banging, uh, playing some good uh, golf. And in fact, we got three golfers in the top uh, 10, but it's Morikawa who's atop uh, the leaderboard uh, right now. Morikawa checks in uh, right now. Let's get an updated uh, live, yeah. live in game number for the uh, Workday Charity Open. Morikawa is five to one plus 500. Uh, Ugh, not enough, huh? Uh, Justin Thomas is seven to one. Yeah. Hard to go wire to wire, man. It is. It's very hard to go wire to wire. I have Morikawa at 35. He went down to 31, so that's a ticket. Just looking at some guys, though, and I, I will say this, um, I would be looking at a couple of, the, like, the mid-tier. Like, Xander Shoffley, he played, like, you know, he, he he's three under today. He's 20 to one. Another guy that's kind of sneaky. Yeah, Patrick actually, Reed. you know what? 14 that's to one. Pretty good odds for a guy that's in the mix here. Patrick Reed hasn't yeah, played well, but he's playing well right now, and he's so good. He's going to win eventually, right? Yeah, and Patrick Reed made some mistakes today. Like, other than that, he, he hit some really strong shots. He looked good. If I was going to say one underdog that's kind of not getting a lot of respect, and I'm not a real big fan of his, but the number's wrong, Matt Kuchar. He came out and shot three under today. He's 50-1. to one. Like, that guy's been, been in final groups before. I'm saying if you like a little more value, I'd look at Kuchar or Jason Day. At fifty to one, Gabe Jason Day was eighty-five to one in this tournament to start. He because he wasn't in good form, but this is his home course in Ohio. He plays at Jack's course at Mirrorfield Village, so he knows it uh, like the back of his hand. Watch out for this guy; he's starting to trend in the right direction. All right. So what is not trending in the right direction uh, right now is college uh, football. Big big news, oh, of course. God. Ivy League shut things down uh, yesterday. Uh, now the Big Ten announces. Uh, that they will not be playing any non-conference games. So Brutal. pretty much what we predicted, except it could be, listen, things get worse. But right now, guys, yeah. so, and this is one of the reasons why, and I don't want to call people out. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not like individual or anybody out here. But for all you hosts and people that talk about college football win totals, you're wasting everybody's time. There's a reason why. You don't think I'd like to talk college football? You don't think I want to talk college football win totals? The reason I didn't? Because I'd be doing you a disservice. 
I'd be wasting your time. I'd be wasting your time. Yep. That's why I didn't do it. Because I know. Anymore, anyone knew. How many times have I told me and Cam said this? They're not playing 12 games, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and this is my hesitation, bro, to bet a baseball future. 59 games must be played? Come on. So yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get into this a little bit right now. So college football futures, tear them up. They're done. Boy, done. Just like that. Game Time Decisions Radio continues. I'm Renzo. We're kicking it with a raging Reddit. Uh, Cam uh, Stewart, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll get you an uh, MLS update. We've got a soccer game tonight with the Montreal Impact and the New England Revolution. Uh, we'll get you uh, the uh, Workday Charity Odds. Cam's fired up for the Xfinity race tonight. We've got NASCAR yeah. sports are back. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, to bet on uh, this evening. College uh, football is on the clock uh, right now. National Football League, we've got problems, uh, actually, with the National Football League. And that's, you know, I don't even want to talk about that right now because I don't want to be, we're having a good time today. I don't want to be all uh, about, ooh, the NFL has all these issues. Yeah. But we're just being realistic right now. So, uh, with the Big Ten shutting things down uh, right now, non-conference play, Big Ten. So you think, well, everyone doesn't realize what a big deal everything is. You don't think it's a big deal? Well, here are the ramifications right now. Suddenly, they don't have 12 games, guys. All right? Exactly. How are they winning a national championship? Like, how you, what what happens now? Like, so is is 10-0 good enough now? Is 9-0? Well, what happens now? Is every Big Ten team screwed? What about everyone's schedule now? We just talked about win totals. Had to be 12 games played, win totals. No win total. Notre Dame's this is out, just guys. A start. Like guys, exactly. so just on the top, Big Ten, Ohio State and the Ducks gone. Screws the Ducks over. Wisconsin, Notre Dame, uh, done. Now Notre Dame's like, oh my God, we're running out of games. Michigan, to play. Michigan, Washington. Michigan, Washington, Michigan, <laughs> I would have went to that game if they were. Yeah, that I would have went awesome. to that game. It's an hour exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah, I would have went to that game. Michigan State and the Miami Hurricanes gone. Uh, we'll go down the list. So, guys, it's not just like, so now what about the playoffs? What about the Big Ten? What about the, everyone's schedule? What about other teams that are playing? Now a bunch of MAC teams who play all these Big Ten teams count on all that money to fund their program. Yep. The MAC are screwed, Cam. They need those tell teams you, against the Big Ten. They do. I'm telling you, Marenzi, this is the start. Now that a Power Five has done it, watch them all follow. They might, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'll you know, see. It's a domino they effect. The, they should let the Big Ten play the MAC, anyways. If you're going to play, who cares? Yeah, what, what difference does it make if you play Central Michigan or not? It's in the same damn state. So I stupid. Know. We're going to we'll get into this too. The NFL is stupid too. You're all stupid. Stupid. <laughs> get the hell off my lawn. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. Uh, fun show uh, so far today. It'll be even funner if the Montreal Impact can cash that ticket for us uh, this yeah. evening. A little bit of movement. Once again, it's gone back and forth that some rev betters stepping up in and now. <laughs> people are like, oh, people buy back the rev. 
a little bit. So a lot of action. And it's a good question, actually, Cam. I'm, I'm going to ask them. I'll, uh, I'll send them an email. I asked them a question like about... I asked them a question about uh, my basketball futures, and they got back to me. I got an answer pretty fast, actually. I didn't like the answer, but I got an answer. <laughs> so uh... <laughs> you're not going. It was a very fast answer, just not the one you're yeah, looking yeah. for. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I had I a feeling it was going to go down that way. Damn I can't. So what they said, they worst is, though, no one knows. They Here's said the they thing. Know. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. So guys make obvious computer, there's a computer glitch where some guy who has no right to even make the bet, they honor his bet, but something that you were going to win anyway, they don't. That's, it's one of those things, like, it's very weird. It's like horse racing and inquiries, right? Like, sometimes they put up the sign when nothing happened. Other time a horse gets thrown into the rail. You know? I got to call the NBA, actually. I, you know what? That's a good. Uh, that's a good I gotta call. get our team. I gotta get our team of interns and uh, production team <laughs> on this to call the NBA. Oh wait, I better do it myself. So I gotta call the NBA myself tomorrow, and I'm gonna ask them. Actually, I, I don't have a choice. I'm gonna try yeah. to find out. So Pete Annapolis now joins us, covers the NBA, already has television, and no one knows. Everyone talks about seeds, Pete. So if the Toronto Raptors finish ahead of the Boston Celtics, are they the division champions? You think? Nobody really knows. Like, are they awarding division championships this year, or is it just seats? And it's very confusing. Nobody really knows. Even FanDuel doesn't know. The sports book, they said, we don't know. Like, they, the, the NBA hasn't really made it clear, like, is it division champs or not? So, I don't know. Everything's up in the air right now. Pete Annapolis joins us. What's up, Pete? How you doing, guys? We're doing good, Pete. We're doing good. So, have you heard about this, Pete? Are they going to are they going to be division champions, or it's going to be seats? I believe they're going to crown division champions, but at the same time, they're going to go with the seats from one to eight. So, they've been a little bit uh, some ambiguity in terms of announcing that. I think more will come in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, let's hope so. Well, yeah, yeah, we're going to eventually. We'll eventually find out. Look, <laughs> yep. I have the Raptors to win a division, right? That's my yep. bet. I think they were up. What were they up? I thought it was, uh, it's not by that much, actually. I wanted to say three, but I think it's actually only a game I think it and might a half. Be, I think it's a game and a half or two tops. Yeah, it's close. And their schedule is hard. Like, their schedule is it tough is. in the eight games. Like, it wouldn't shock me, actually, if bought. Let me see. Uh, is it three games? Yeah, it's three games. Yeah, three games and eight. No, they're going to be fine. So it's, it's three games, three games and eight games. It'd be tough to see them melt down a little bit. But, uh, Pete, we got a little taste here. And don't forget, the Raptors, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks are staying in a nicer hotel than the Orlando Magic are. There really was something to this with the tears, actually. <laughs> like, there really was. So let's get a shot here of, of Evan Fournier. And uh, Evan Fournier's uh, Evan Fournier's experience uh, in the uh, in the NBA bubble. Here's a shot of his room here. Now, let, don't forget, this is a man who makes seventeen million dollars a year. Yeah. All right. So here's the shot cam. There you go. On all right. He's got his yep. little stuff here. He's got a bed. Yep. And uh, not very much, as you can see. No, no, it's it's like the hotels I stay in in Vegas. That's a that's a forty nine ninety nine hey, job. <laughs> he's got a little fake. He's got a little fake lake behind him. Small little True. room. 
Um, not a glamorous life. Now, I know the Raptors players, their room's going to be a little bigger and nicer, and the Laker players will be a little bigger and nicer. But, Pete, I kidded, and we joked about the hotel process when it was announced that it would be in tears. They're not kidding, though. They only have so many rooms, and I like how the NBA said, no, 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 no. The Orlando Magic and Phoenix Suns don't get to stay in the same place that the Lakers and Raptors do, Pete. Pretty hardcore of them. <laughs> well, they're trying to give as much home court advantage for all the teams that are going to be participate in the playoffs. That's a good point, yeah. The Lakers, yeah. and you look at the Clippers or the Bucks and the Raptors, they are the top four teams, top two in each conference. So they deserve some sort of home court advantage. And I think they're anticipating that these guys will be there for the long haul uh, in Orlando, in that bubble. Uh, but again, you look at the Raptors, and I keep saying it, they've been together for a long time. Those guys, Lowry, Van Vliet, they don't care what hotel, where you put them at. They just want to get out there and ball. Evan Fournier, I give him respect. A nice European player from France. He's played well for the French national team. Listen, he's not too far from home in Orlando, but he could sit in that nice bed. I think that's a Morenci's type of bed right there. Right? That is. It looks like my life. I lived uh, lived in Palace Nation for six months. That's pretty much much it. Uh, Right there. Uh, yeah, that's my guy. Cam knows. Evan Fournier is one of my favorite players, too. Great player. Underrated yeah, he player. Loves him. He loves him. He yeah, loves Evan. him, Pete. Love me there some Evan go. Fournier. My D, he's my DFS guy. My DFS point oh, guard, too, D- all the time. Good DFS guy. Always <laughs> uh, a good price. Yeah. But it's funny because people were complaining, oh, the NBA bubble this and the food that. And Evan Fournier is from France. And in the video, he's talking. And Evan Fournier got gluten-free food delivered to him, Cam, of course, because, you know, he's a health nut, right? Yeah. So, yep. Yep. yeah, Evan Fournier, he, was, he, he said, oh, my food's here. And they got his food, and he was happy. And I said, Pete, because everyone's like, oh, the NBA players, they're eating crackers and airline food. I'm like, shut up, guys. One guy took a picture of one tray, all right? That was just this stupid little thing that was in the room when he got there. They were just trying to be nice. Here's some nuts and stuff in a bun. You know what I mean? That was yeah, not the exactly. meals. Exactly. It wasn't like the meals. Like there was a meal. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, everyone flips out here. Look, everyone flips out. Good job, guys, getting this up. Everyone flips out and they see the bun and they see it and they're like, that's it? No. There's a pandemic, guys. The the steak, the chicken, the salmon, the fish came. Everything is wrapped individually, so they're safe. Like that's the thing, guys. Everything it's good food, but everything is packaged, Ken. Everything is packaged. They nothing is just coming like uh, they dude, they're in a bubble. No. Every, so this exactly. way they can't say, well, I don't know who touched my food. They're like, no, no, no. It's already pre-wrapped. No one touched it. It's pre-wrapped. Right? So they, you know, people are complaining. And I was gonna say though, Pete, trust me. If anyone would complain, a guy from France wouldn't be shy to complain about the food, Pete, or complain about anything. And I can say this because I'm from there, and I'll tell you, they complain. Trust me, if the food sucked and the room sucked, Evan Fournier would squawk, Cam. Trust me. You know what I mean? For sure. Yep. Say unacceptable. He'd be on. He'd be on. Bitching in French. This is unacceptable. <laughs> this is not real food. Like you know what I mean? Like he'd be bitching, Pete. Right? Like. As long as he has a nice fresh baguette from France, uh, then he'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, you call this bread? Oh, I like the nice baguette. Like yeah. You call this a baguette? You call this bread? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you call this a baguette? But you guys, you guys have understand all these guys, and and you know it, it is a bubble. But these guys have been eating 
five-star meals ever since they were in college. When I I went to coach in the NCAA at the University of Massachusetts, I mean, we went to five-star restaurants. The players ate filet mignon. Uh, University of Kentucky, they stayed at the Kentucky Wildcard Lodge. I I had a couple of players play there. They had their own personal chef. I mean, they were eating steak, anything they want. So when it gets to the NBA, and I'm sure you guys have been to a couple of post-game scrums, I mean, in the locker room, it's international buffet right after the game. Pasta, everything they want. So I think they won't be getting that buffets right now in the bubble. They're going to have to adapt. But again, it, it feels like a college atmosphere. They should enjoy this. They should embrace it, that they're going into this tournament-style uh, NBA playoffs. And they're going to make history. The team that wins this will probably not have an asterisk next to the name. Will probably the one that will have the most difficult path to win an NBA championship. Because as I mentioned before, there's no home court advantage. It's a neutral court. Yeah, I think the mental maturity of a basketball team now is really going to be important. It's a good point. Younger yeah. guys can start to snap in here a bit. Yeah, you, you can only play so many video games. They're going to start to get frustrated. Uh, like Kyle Lowry will continue this on the other side with Pete Annapolis. But Kyle Lowry, I didn't realize this, what an avid golfer he is. Guy's playing golf every day. Right, so like awesome. these guys are going to be in peak condition. He's going to be. They're going to be focused. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed, and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So you know, welcome to the real world, Patriots. From that standpoint, the Sports Grid Network. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Betting update you want the edge. Get on the grid. The NFL may limit postgame interactions for the 2020 season due to the COVID 19 pandemic. Among the proposed rules, the league intends to forbid jersey exchanges between players, and all communication following a game has to be at least from six feet apart. Clubs must also travel to the stadiums by bus. Many players, including Richard Sherman, took to player mocking the safety proposals. The Big Ten Conference planning to eliminate non-conference games in 2020 due to coronavirus. The Big Ten is the first Power Five to announce a significant alteration to its football schedule. The Ivy League postponed things on Monday. Uh, two uh, earlier big, ga- big games gone. Michigan versus Washington, September 5th. It's scratch and a great one between Ohio State and Oregon slated for September 12th. They're both gone. MLB, they've announced its schedule for 2021. Opening day set for April 1st. All 30 tub- clubs are going to play the All-Star game Tuesday, July 13th in Atlanta, the final day of the regular season set for October 3rd. Nashville FC withdrawing from the MLS's back tournament after nine players tested positive for COVID-19. The expansion team now the second team to be pulled from the competition after FC Dallas was sent home on Monday. With Dallas and Nashville gone, the format had to be refigured into six groups of four teams. So Chicago, they joined Group B alongside Seattle, Vancouver, and San Jose. We got action tonight, early game. Philadelphia uh, beat NYC FC 1-0 the final there tonight at 8 o'clock. We got Montreal taking on New England. Montreal plus 215 to win New England. They are plus 105 draw, plus uh, 260 in the total 2.5 on fan. Duel EPL Manchester United they took care of business blanking Aston Villa 3 0 Everton and Southampton tied at one Bournemouth and Tottenham scoreless the Atlanta Hawks announced today the promotion of Tori Miller to the position of GM for their G League affiliate the College Park Skyhawks she becomes the first female general manager ever in the league congratulations there we got more good news for golf fans Tiger Woods the king he's going to be set to make his return to action 
at Jack Nicholas's Memorial Tournament. That'll begin July 16th. It'll mark his first event since the Genesis back in February. He's won at Muirfield Village five times. And the PGA Tour this week, round one, just coming to a close. Colin Morikawa, the young gun, he leads right now at minus seven. European Tour, Joe Slouten, he leads the Austrian Open at minus seven. The basketball tournament, shocking. The Herd trailed by 18, but rallied to beat the money team, 102-99. And overseas elite took out armored athletes, 76 to 60. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to Gabe Moretzi with our guest, Pete Yiannopoulos. Game time is continues. Throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, Pete Yiannopoulos, RDS television analyst, former UMass uh, Minutemen uh, assistant basketball lifer, kicking it uh, with us uh, right now. So uh, just I wanted to uh, give props. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of Black Lives Matter uh, statements uh, being made. Uh, we saw the Philadelphia, the, the Union, actually wore victims' yep. names on the back of the jerseys. Uh, powerful moment last night in the MLS, actually, when everybody put their fist up uh, before the, the game started. And uh, the Toronto Raptors, I think, uh, cruise in in style and are going to be the MB, the envy of the NBA. And somebody tweeted me something in the right. I think it might have been Coach Mack, a guy I follow on Twitter, fan of ours. And somebody said it. They just said, the Raptors just do everything cool. <laughs> like, they really do. Like, their uniforms are cool. Their players are cool. Their team bus is cool. As they roll in with a Black Lives Matter, couple of Black Lives Matter Raptor buses. And what's real cool. sweet, too, on the back I love on the back, just to remind people, NBA champions. So they have, like, the NBA right. champions uh, on the back. You better put that on the bus. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and uh, Black Lives Black Lives Matter uh, as well. Yeah, you know, nice move by the Raptors, and I guarantee you, when, when players roll up and they see that uh, outside the hotel, other Ooh. players, other teams are going to go, that's a sweet-looking bus uh, right sweet there. Sweet bus. You don't want to drive through Alabama, though, in this bus. You're going to get shot at, but that's another start. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Couldn't resist. Sorry. <laughs> you just couldn't help yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope it's well, cold proof. All right. Sorry. What's go on, Pete. No, what's interesting is that when I think of the Raptors, and you mentioned that they seem to do everything right off the court, um, and now they finally got everything right on the court winning their first championship, it reminds me a little bit of the Montreal Canadiens the hockey franchise, nobody did it better than the Montreal Canadiens in terms of pregame ceremonies, honoring their, yeah. their great players and their Good great point. traditions. And I think when I look right now, the Toronto Raptors have taken that throne from the Montreal Canadiens and really are the class of the NBA. And I think a lot of it comes from their president, and Masai Ujiri. Masai came in here and he made the Raptors relevant. He had that confidence to say that, hey, we are a team, a franchise here. We believe that we are one of the better teams in the NBA. We're going to win an NBA championship one day. There were some bumps around the, along the ride. If you remember the first-round series against the Brooklyn Nets, before game one, he went out in Jurassic Park, and he dropped the F-bomb, F-Brooklyn. You know, he got fined. <laughs> they lost in, in seven games, but that set the tone. Players remember these type of things. Players gravitate to Masai Ujiri. They gravitate to the Toronto Raptors. And when you look at something like that, they are the longest-serving NBA championship. Now they believe in the cause, and I think that that's one cohesive unit right there. And when Kawhi Leonard left, guys, and he announced that he was going to the Clippers, Masai Ujiri said it right away, immediately. We respect Kawhi. We love Kawhi. We thank Kawhi for bringing this championship. 
But now he's gone. We're going to win another yep. championship. Masai promised that. I got to love this guy and got to love what the Toronto Raptors are doing on and off the court. Yeah, I hope he can deliver uh, deliver another ring. Uh, going back to back uh, would just be too sweet uh, for all the, the haters and the doubters and the critics uh, out there. And you know the Raptors will get that again. Oh, yeah, but oh, it was, oh, it doesn't, it's not the same. And, uh, but nevertheless, all right, Pete, so the basketball tournament. It's been great stuff, really, really enjoyable. I've watched every game except one. I missed the first game of the tournament. It was early in the morning. It was a Saturday. I'm on the West Coast now. So uh, I actually saw some of it, but I'm very honest. I only saw like the last five, six minutes of it. So, but I've watched, I've literally watched every game of this, uh, of this tournament. And man, it's been great. And it's wide open right now. And, and me and Cam were talking about this earlier, about the fundamentals, the sort of physical, the more teams that can rebound. Sort of that the stake is beating the sizzle here. And all we heard about was the money team, Pete. Ooh, the money team. These guys could, you know, compete with NBA. And, you know, they got all these NBA guys and they just shoot a bunch of threes. And in the first half, they did. They put on a display. It was an offensive clinic. They hung like, you know, 65, 62 points up on the board. They scored 40 points in a nine-point quarter in the first quarter. And then they just wilted and they stopped playing defense. And they lost to the Marshall team. Heard that comes back from 18 point down, bunch of old, like fat white guys. And like, you know, it's unbelievable <laughs> that these guys came back and then overseas elite. These guys were hyped up. Like they were the Chicago bulls for the last dance. Oh, overseas elite overseas. This they're going to kill everyone. They're 28 and one all time in this tournament. They were lucky to beat uh, armored athletes tonight. This tournament's wide open. And let me just reset the table right now, Pete. So House of Pain, good team, the Illinois team, but with Mike Dom from South Dakota on the team. Uh, House of Pain, take on Red Scare, the Dayton guys, who are playing on a mission because Dayton got screwed this year. You've got uh, the Marquette team, Golden Eagles, taking on the Brotherly Love guys, Temple St. John's guys, really tough, uh, you know, physical Philly team. you got Overseas Elite, who are like, ooh, the big hype team. Uh, Overseas Elite. It's going to be taking on the uh, the winner of uh, Bayheim's Army Army and Sideline Cancer. What's your take on the tournament, Pete? Well, like you, Gabe, I think I've been overly impressed. Um, I watched a lot of the games the last couple of days, and the talent level and the competition uh, has exceeded what I thought was going to be. You know, sometimes a nice little tournament, guys playing here. I liked the decor. Uh, I was watching the game, the House of Pain, uh, and they were down to the number one overall seed, right? You got the guys from Ohio State. You got Jared Sullinger, who lost a lot of weight. He looks great on the sidelines. Evan Turner was his assistant. Uh, they, they had Diebler. They got Kraft. They had Deshaun Thomas. They had David Lighty. But like I, I think I texted you offline, Ohio State, an Ohio State team up, gets upset again in a, in a tournament. <laughs> uh, with all my respect <laughs> to Thad Mata <laughs> and, and, and the, great, the great teams that they've had. Hey, they made a final one year. They lost to the Gators with Greg Oden. Uh, Michael Conley Jr. But at the end of the day, House of Pain, Dom was unbelievable. The point guard, Felice, taking it to the rack. I think when you look at a team, Joel Johnson is playing there with Bobby Brown uh, in Poo Jeter. So you got three guys that could really score. Uh, and I think you got you need guys that could break down off the dribble. Guys don't have that fluid, cohesive ball distribution. So they're going high pick and roll. So if guys can get, get hot. Um, but I think you need to be able to defend and I think if you could do that, you'll be you'll be successful. I like the Marquette team. 
very tough nose. They got the kid Busick, who played for the Raptors for a little bit. Travis Diner, the point guard, is there. But you mentioned the herd the, from Marshall. I spoke to one of their former head coaches, Donnie Jones, who's now the head coach at Stetson. He said those guys are fearless, and if they shoot threes and they get hot, they could beat anybody. And I think the director of the tournament was saying that during um, the House of Pain game. He said the herd are not really you know, some big-time NBA guys. But if their threes are going to drop, watch out. And the way the three-point line is set up there, uh, it's made to be successful. So uh, I love the tournament. I'm going to be watching it uh, until it ends. And I think this is what we're going to be seeing with the NBA season. But I love the way we could hear the players. There's not that many people in the arena, but you could hear what the players are saying. Hey, help out. You see the coaches calling out plays. So thumbs up so far for, for the tournament. Yeah, the refereeing has been cool, uh, Cam. Hearing the interactions with the referees and the players. You hear the players. The, the ref the other day was good. He's like, enough, enough. He goes, I heard you. <laughs> He's like, he goes, I get it. And then yep. finally, finally, you know, and then the player's like, you're wrong, man. You're wrong. And then finally he goes, listen. And they had to beep him. He goes, you effing found yeah. him, all right? <laughs> he goes, you hit him in the face. He goes, you hit him in the face. And then he goes, I don't care what league it is. Enough. <laughs> Buddy, like the player walks away. You, you and, saw, you saw, yeah. yeah. You you saw the MLS game last night? It was like this. Beep, 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 beep. Remember they had that, that struggle? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I got to tell you, sports without fans, I would rather hear the players and their tactics rather than fans. I, I know the fans and the chants. It's great, you know, when you're rallying behind the home team. But it's nice to hear the setups, the plays, the formations, even the F-bombs and stuff like that. I like the raw sound of uh, yeah. the sports without a game. And, and, Pete? and I, I agree. I listen, the MLS tournament, they didn't add any of the frills. Like, if you watch the EPL and the Bundesliga yeah. and stuff, they've added fake like crowd stuff. noise. Fake. All right? Boo. So, yeah. you know, they took the real crowd noise of, like, when the team's moving the ball up the field or when there's a goal. Like, so they have the same sort of sound, except it's fake and it's annoying. I don't like it. it. Is. The MLS, I liked it. You can hear the players. And, uh, you know, it, it feels like you're there. It's a, I like it. If you're a real sport fan, you know, you don't need that extra crap on top of it. But with the NBA, Pete and Cam, they're going to add crowd noise. And I don't like it. It's annoying. But they're going to do it because of the language. And yes. it's in today's politically correct, it would be bad. Like, it would be bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people don't realize there's a reason why they play music. They, they, they tell the players. The players are better at it. They used to be much more offensive. And you, I don't, you don't have to tell me, Pete. That's I true. tell you, Pete, right? But that's <laughs> the concern with the NBA. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there's going to be, like, a lot of things that people are going to be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe LeBron James just said that. Or... Like, and it'd be like, oh, you have to suspend them, right? You can't say that. And <laughs> like, exactly. Like, the, the NBA, I totally get it. They're saving the players on this one. Like, Silver, and I, I've been following this, and I called it before. I said, yeah, they're going to have to do something because guys are going to be offensive, and it's going to be bad. They're going to have to do something. And they are, they're going to crank music and crowd noise, Pete. They're not letting this happen. <laughs> no. Well, the best part about watching an NBA game is that when you have the luxury of sitting courtside or being close to the game, you get to hear the players. You get to hear the trash talk. You get to hear the strategies. But mostly you get to hear guys, you know, giving it to each other, whether they make a basket or whether they not. Um, but I think right now you're absolutely right that they have to protect the players. Could you imagine, you know, you had a situation where you have Kevin Garnett, Gary Payton, 
Reggie Miller and Larry Bird <laughs> trash talking each other. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, God, these guys, there's no whole part. I mean, Kevin Garnett, yeah. I mean, the, the hey. language that he uses, right? Hold that thought, incredible. Hold that thought, Pete. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart. We'll get Pete Annapolis out of here uh, in a minute. Great stuff. I'm seeing Joel Embiid rolling up in a hazmat suit uh, into Orlando. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Gabe. I go, look at that thing. He's going to space. He's not screwing yeah. around. No, he's been very – Embiid's been very critical, actually. He says that he doesn't trust the yeah. bubble. He doesn't trust the bubble, and he says he doesn't trust other players. So exactly. I don't trust other players to respect it, and it's going to end badly. Yeah, he's not too excited. Shake Milton also says that we shouldn't be playing. Not like everyone's super enthused about this. Uh, you know, we're not even talking about the NFL. You know, J.J. Watt, the uh, unhesitant uh, Stephon Diggs yesterday said he's not down. Yeah, the NFL. I don't, I don't think the NFL is going to play, but they're, they're going to they're going to postpone it or something. You're going to see it's going to fall apart. But uh, never, nevertheless, so Pete, before we get you out of here. I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. You're a man of, um, you know, you like those seconds. You've got many interests and, uh, you know, you yeah, deep yeah, knowledge. Yeah. For all I know, you're probably friends with someone on the impact. You probably know one of their coaches or something like that. So what's your take on the impact game tonight, Pete? Any insight for uh, us? <laughs> good friend with the president CEO, Kevin Gilmore. Patrice Bernier is an assistant <laughs> coach. Listen, this you is see, the first I told time. You. I told you, Kev. I told you. you know <laughs> yeah, I know he knows guys. everybody. He knows everybody. <laughs> This is the first Terry season they're playing, without, they're playing without Nacho Piatti, right? So he, he's been the cornerstone of the franchise the last four years. Thierry Henry's first season as head coach. I think the team is going to be um, a lot more offensive than they have in the last couple of years. So look for the impact to really get after it. Um, again, I think it's going to be different for them playing in this bubble. But they don't have any really big-time scores, so I don't know if they, where the scoring is going to come from from the impact, but they're going to try and do their best and push the ball and be a little bit more uh, up-tempo uh, and counter-attack than they have been in the last couple of years. All right, Pete. So before we get you out of here, uh, the Big Ten announced uh, football. Well, listen, the Ivy League shut down fall sports. So the Ivy League shuts things down. The Big Ten, the Big Ten says for football, we're not going to play non-conference games, only conference games. So the domino effect starts. The schedule is all whack now. They're not playing 12 games. Uh, a bunch of other teams. Notre Dame just lost a bunch of games. The Mac teams just lost. Like, we're seeing this is, this is going to be a severe challenge. It's going to be a college football season or a college uh, basketball season like uh, none other. Yet college basketball starts a little bit later than college football uh, does. So we're not really there yet where people are panicking. It's like one panic sport at a time, so to speak. But Rick Pitino came out last week, guys. And you know it's, you know it's bad when Rick Pitino is the, the voice of reason. When Rick Pitino comes out and says, you guys are all nuts. Said, we, we shouldn't be playing. Let's start, in, let's, let's start in January. Everyone slow down. And Pitino actually came out and said, 
if we really care about the safety of the kids, then we postpone yeah. the season until January. And I give I give Patino credit for that. He could just be greedy and oh, pay me. Where's my snake oil? No, no, we're good. Like I saw Bayheim the other day. Jim Bayheim said he's not even going to wear a mask, Pete. The guy's a cancer survivor who pissed himself last year courtside. It's like, bro, like you're going to die. Like, what do you even like? Like all these guys want to be tough and ignorant and stupid and stuff. And it, it blows my mind, Pete. Well, a guy like Bayheim, a lot of respect. I mean, one of the great of college basketball, but I think he's still coaching the team, but Adrian Autry is the associate coach. He's running the whole program. I mean, yeah. Bayon, call me. Yeah, I'll come back in January. Whenever you guys want me to come, I'll be there. He's still the so you're saying Bayheim. It's funny, too, because <laughs> Bayheim, they said, how are you going to coach? It was actually during the TBT. They even kind of challenged. They said, coach, uh, how are you going to coach the team by not staying? Because he goes, oh, I won't need a mask. I'm going to stay six feet apart from them. And they said, well, coach, can you coach a basketball team by staying six feet apart from them? And he said, I don't get that close to them anyways. And like you said, Pete, I guess he's just there for show, right? He's going to do his thing yeah, and walk figurehead. around. And walk, like, yeah, he's a, he's a figurehead at this point. No, like like Mike Krzyzewski, I mean, these guys, they're over 70 years old. I mean, they have the passion. Yeah. They're still amazing. Uh, but they're not running the day-to-day operations of their basketball program in terms of recruiting. They'll go see a couple of recruits. They'll be at the practice, but they're not running the X's and O's. But they're there for the TV. They're there for the big money. But I think that yeah. Coach K and Jim Beheim, these are guys that have to watch out because they're over 70-plus years old. I think and I believe. But there's a lot of explosive Zion Williamson stuff coming out right now uh, with a Canadian marketing agent that I do know. <laughs> we can talk about this on another side, but uh, it's explosive <laughs> stuff. Duke, Duke might go on probation because of this. But I'll tell you what. Wow. The non-conference games in the NCAA allow for seeding for the NCAA tournament and the RPI because of all the power games that they play right now, they're just going to go with conference games and then they'll have to go how they're going to get uh, their at large teams. If you look at a tournament with 68 teams, but I think if the best case scenario is that they start in January, if I'm the NCAA, I take that because I need to have an NCAA tournament and all that money and all that revenue that generates or else some NCAA coaches have told me programs will be canceled. If there's no NCAA tournament next year, two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those uh, of you wondering, yeah, we got breaking news as far as Zion is concerned uh, as well. Zion Williamson's legal saga takes another turn uh, when a court document outlined an alleged $400,000 payment to a basketball star and his stepfather Uh before he played at Duke Prime Marketing Sports. Um, Prime Marketing Sports. uh, $400,000? That's a nice chunk of change, Gabe. And not to mention, Guys, I can tell you right up. now, I can tell you right now, the gentleman in question that offered the $400,000 to the stepfather, and you see it, uh, Mr. Wallach on ESPN tweeted it, his name is Slavko Durek, okay? This is a man that's been associated with African players being brought over from, from Africa, paid for play. They were ineligible years ago in the NCAA. He's Canadian. He's still here. He's still trying to make things happen. It's a lie. It's a fraud. And I think it's going to come out and Coach K is going to denounce it. But more to come. Slavko Durek, a Canadian marketing agent. It doesn't stop. I don't know. Pete, Slavko Durek sounds like one of the most. I got to be honest. I'm just saying it. Like It sounds like Johnny Knuckles. 
It's not a very trustworthy <laughs> name, is it? <laughs> yes. Like, he's got he's no the type of guy. Lavo hey, Derek. Oh, hey, you got my Lavo. money? Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah he's still <laughs> with the African guys and the agents. Don't worry. He's a street agent. Don't worry. Lavo <laughs> Derek. Yeah. God bless college basketball, Pete. God <laughs> I'm like, imagine if Pete, the stuff Pete knows for real, he's not even telling us about this world. Exactly. It's so yeah, he's, he's, yeah. And like you said, though, they're like a mob. Where's Coach K? Coach K is going to say, what the hell do I have to do with some dude in Toronto <laughs> that offered 400K to some stepfather? I don't know. That's nothing to do with me. Right? <laughs> it's incredible. He was actually in Montreal. His son plays for a community college in Ottawa. Uh, and I guess wow. while he was watching his son play, he was negotiating these deals with uh, Zion Williamson's stepfather and, and, and making false uh, licenses where he had him at six foot six and 284 pounds. Uh, explosive <laughs> stuff, but I'm not surprised. He was a matchmaker trying to try to bring wives for uh, North American people if they wanted to get married. I, I kid you not. I'll tell you wow. guys more offline, guys. <laughs> Now, this sounds wow. like a documentary here. Pete, yeah, you're up to 60 minutes. Here, yeah. This is a big uh, – Pete, you're breaking stories left, right, and center now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm with the best of the business in Stewart and Morenci, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Some great, great stuff behind the scenes here. Fantastic. Yeah, like I said, like these guys, they wash their hands of it all the time. They And do. you see now another big story in college basketball, Under Armour wants out of the UCLA deal. Because Under Armour doesn't want to pay UCLA $280 million anymore to suck. Plus, Under Armour, I guess, got some financial <laughs> issues because of the pandemic and everything else. Man, the college pass, wow. That's crazy, crazy story with Zion. And I love the fact that Zion, and I wish we'd get a picture up, but it's just, 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 I'm just seeing this now, is Zion basically just trolling everybody. Zion just showed up at the bubble right now today, decked out in Duke gear. <laughs> He's wearing a Duke tracksuit. Really? Go. Wow. <laughs> After all this, he rolls in with a Duke tracksuit. Uh, Zion <laughs> always does everything. Hey, Zion always does everything right. This is his first little middle finger to people. Yeah. Pete. He knows what he's doing wearing that Duke tracksuit today. Especially the way what's going on, the explosive allegations. Uh, against him, his family, and Duke, who's been – Coach K has been Teflon, right? Um, yeah. You know, Duke has been untouched. Calipari as well, but nobody has come close to touching Coach K. There was a little bit of um, some controversy with Elton Brand when he came from New York City and signed with them, Corey Maggetti a little bit. But mm -hmm. other than that, nobody could touch Duke. And what a season with Zion and R.J. Barrett two years ago. And how does this affect Duke moving forward? and the way the NCAA is going to try and investigate. So, again, uh, Zion has been unbelievable. But for him to wear that Duke tracksuit today going there, he's sending a message <laughs> to a lot of people. Yeah. And a message from yeah. the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's thinking, well, whatever. Duke, if Duke gets put on probation, I don't care. I'm not there. You can't. You know what, Ken? You can't put the Pelicans on probation. No, you can't. Nope. You, you can't, you cannot. <laughs> and he ain't, and I'll tell you what, they ain't giving the 400K back either. <laughs> no, no, that, mm -hmm. that money, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> But you see this, yeah. and Pete can attest to this, you see this all the time. It's, sort of like, it's a lot like the Reggie Bush stuff. You know how this stuff happens. So it's basically, listen, I'll give you this right now, but you know, you're going to sign with my agency after, right? You decide with my company after, right? 
And all these guys, they, the agents and these street agents and these people, they give money, they give a couple hundred K, you know, the Reggie Bush, you know, the parents, the condo, etc. And then after Reggie Bush is like, yeah, well, whatever, thanks. You know, I'm not signing with you anyways. And what are they going to do? Right. And it's, it's an interesting spot that these, these street agents find themselves in. And we're noticing more and more players, Pete, they'll take the money and then they'll just not sign with the guy after. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's very ruthless. And I could tell you guys, having you know, a couple of close relationships with NBA agents, once the player declares for the draft, now there's some stuff that happens before while they're playing, but yeah, let's yeah. focus on what they do after they declare for the draft and they leave the NCAA. Agents are giving lines of credits to these superstar players or sometimes not even superstar that want to enter the draft. So player yeah. A will get about 500000 from four different agents, right? That's $2 million. And he's going to pick one of the four. And the agents that lose the $500,000, that's just the price of business. You're going to win business, some, yeah. you're going to lose a lot gonna- <laughs> more, but you can't want the money back or else you're not going to get anybody in the future. So that's the type of yeah. money that's being exchanged. That's the type of money that these players are getting even before they step and they shake hands with Adam Silver. It's incredible the amount of money that's being exchanged, guys. Incredible. That's nuts. And a guy can imagine, too, it's like, I'm not even going to meet with this agent. He'd be like, man, that other agency yeah. gave me 250K just to go to lunch with them, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> just to listen to their pitch, they gave me 250 to go to lunch. You want me to, like, come and come to your office for free? They won't even take the call. You're right. You know, the like, next like you thing, said, guys, how is well, Jay-Z signing these guys? You think jay Z's just by name? He's sending jets and money and girls. You know what I mean? It ain't just Jay-Z. It's Jay-Z's what he has behind him, bro. Right? Correct. Pete, right. you're the best, bro. We got to do more talk about this. We'll take calls. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just kidding. <Pizza> Thanks, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> take care, guys. Pete, Pete, have a good one, Pete. I got to tell you, dude. Pete, the last couple weeks. That's the thing. He's talking about the rims instead of the hardwood. He's breaking stories the last two weeks. This guy's on fire. I like that. Guy guy smuggles African brides into the country. (laughs) SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, excellent stuff as always, man, uh, with oh, yeah. Pete uh, Yiannopoulos. I, mean, I love the, the insight that Pete brings to the table, but it's amazing, Cam, the insight that you and I bring to the table as well because we said earlier in the program, we said, trust us, Montreal is as underground as it gets. The Zion Williamson story breaks, and it turns out the guy's in Montreal. Of course he is. Big. Some guy slow, slow Slava Duvac or whatever. Yes, yeah, as soon as I heard the name, I'm he's, like, oh, this sad. Like he's guilty. Like right but, away. Like, yeah, no. When I heard the name, I'm like, how many people has he killed? Over under four and a half. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah, this guy's. He sounds like a bad dude. When the name scares you. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not saying he's. he's he, I'm just saying. You know, 
I yeah. like that Pete said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he hooks people up with brides from Africa. <laughs> this is who, this is who like, Zion's dealing with here. This is who Zion's yeah. dealing with, getting the 400K. I swear to God, though, it's true. Every show in America, any show, they're not going to know anything that Pete Yannapolis just rolled out right now. They have no exactly. clue. Pete's telling you, baby. Pete can tell you what cafe the guy's sitting and having a coffee right now, probably. And I like that yeah. too. We asked Pete about the soccer. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm friends with the president. Of course <laughs> so, he is, as you said. Yeah, is on top of it. Um, everybody knows everybody in that city in the sports world. So Montreal Impact are not back up to plus one ninety five. I'm going to take the Impact or the draw. So if New England win the game outright, I lose. If it's a draw. Or Montreal win, I'm doing I that win, too. and I'm going over two and a half, Cam. I, I'm doing the exact same bet. I think Montreal, uh, yeah, a tie. We win uh, NASCAR race tonight. The Shady Race 200. I like Ross Chastain at five to one, taking a shot with Harrison Burton at ten. Chase Briscoe's the favorite at two to one, Gabe. And who's your golf pick to win right now in game? Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I take Cantlay again. You get good odds Cantlay, on this one. Stick there. I'm going to yeah. take a look at Patrick Reed at 14 to 1 now, guys. Other than that, you're on your own. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 